Good morning, friends. I hope everyone is doing great and having a good week so far. I was sitting here this morning and I was praying and I was reading my Bible and I was reading something yesterday and I thought that that was what I would do a podcast on because the Lord was really speaking to me and where I was yesterday. But this morning I was reading and um, the Lord has just really been speaking to me this morning and giving me a lot of those aha. The word is just coming to life, y'all. I don't know if y'all have been reading the word more. I hope you have. But if you haven't, you are missing out because the Bible is just coming to life right now. And God is just doing some amazing things. And so I was reading this morning in the book of Daniel, and I've been kind of studying there for a bit, and I'm just in chapter 3, so obviously I'm really digging in. And so chapter 3, I was reading here, and it talks about the image of gold, and this is where Nebuchadnezzar is making the image of gold that he wants everyone to bow down to. And I'm reading about it and just the magnitude of it, like how huge this image was that he created. It says in verse 1 that the height was 60 cubits and the width was 60 cubits. And so if Google is correct, then that is 90 feet by 90 feet. So that is huge, this image that he had created of gold. And it says in verse 2 that he had gathered, he had sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image. And so there, when they were going to do the dedication of the image, he said that he cried out to the people that all peoples, nations, and languages that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And as I read that, it's like the Lord just instantly sent me to the book of Revelation because all of that sounds so familiar, right? Here's this image that the king has created, the leader of the country has created this image, and that if you do not fall down and worship this image, then you're going to be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So the Lord sent me to Revelation chapter 13, 15, and this is where you can see a parallel. And that verse says, He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So, kind of the same thing, right? So, King Nebuchadnezzar, if you did not bow down to his image, and then in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the image of the beast, if you do not bow down and worship that image, both situations, you will be killed. So, in verse, in Daniel, you're thrown into the fiery furnace, But in Revelation, you're going to be beheaded. So either way, if you do not worship the image of the beast, you will be killed. So that's pretty heavy, right? But you got to look at the whole word because what happens in the Old Testament, everything that happens, if we want to know what's going to happen, just read the Bible because history repeats itself. And so the days that we're in right now, you can see clearly how the image of this last beast is coming. Um, The mark of the beast where you're not going to be able to buy or sell. 
I do believe that we are in that season of um, it's coming and it's coming quickly. And so now more than ever, we have to be seeking the Lord for his wisdom. And we have to be like no question asked. And it's time for us church to just stand up and stand in what God is telling us to do. And so as we continue to read Daniel, I was just really moved by this this morning and I'll try not to ramble, but I I pray that you hear my heart and what God was sharing with me. It says, if you continue on that, um, in verse 12, of course, you know, everyone bows down in in verse seven. Sorry, I'm gonna back up a little bit. In verse seven, it says that at that time, after the announcement had been made that if you do not bow down to the beast, to the image of the beast, I'm sorry, here I am going to Revelation. See, real y'all, I told y'all I got to be real. Here I am stumbling because I'm going back and forth from Revelation to Daniel. Okay, back in Daniel, verse 7, it talks about how after he had made the announcement that if you do not fall down and worship the idol, the gold image that had been created by King Nebuchadnezzar, then you'll be cast into the midst of the burning fire furnace. So verse 7 says, At that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and lyre in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which the king had set up. In verse 8 it says, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Verse 12 says, There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, higher, larp, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, if you're going to throw us into the fiery furnace, if that's the case, God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. This is like, wow. And I know that y'all have heard this scripture before, and you've heard the story about the three young boys who were thrown into the fire. But think about this, y'all. What is happening to the body right now and to those who are standing for what they believe in? We're all being challenged. And so I love what they said. They said, 
our God whom we serve, God, the only God, there's only one God, there's only one King of Kings, one Lord, Lord of Lords, and that is God Almighty, Jesus, He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, seated at the right hand of the Father, the only God. He is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. And then this is the part that is like so wow and where we need to be. This is where our faith needs to be. They said, but if not, let it be known. We will not serve your gods and we will not worship the gold image that you have set up. So even if God does not give you the answer that you're hoping for, can you stand in faith and say that he is still good? That he still has a perfect plan for your life? Can you stand in the face of adversity and say, no matter what, we will not cave to the convictions that the Holy Spirit has placed within us. We won't move. We won't bend. We will stand tall in the Lord and trust that he does have our best interest at heart. Can we stand? The Bible says that when Jesus comes, will he find faith in the earth? And I just think about that so often now because right now we are being tested, church. We are being tested. But the real test has not come yet. We have to be able to stand strong and stand firm in our faith and trust God and know that He is faithful to provide. He is faithful to provide a way out of temptations that we face. Many temptations are going to come. But God always gives a way out. We have to look for the way out and we have to be willing to say, not my will, God, but yours. Whatever you want, God, that's what I want. Make my desires line up with what your will is, God. I want to have an eternal perspective, God. Take away my temporary mindset. And that's what these guys were focused on. They were like, even if we die today, God is still good. Even if we are not saved, even if it is not God's will to answer me the way I want him to answer me, he is still good and he still has a perfect plan. I love that. And that just spoke to me this morning. And I pray that it speaks to you, that it moves your heart to just trust God in the fire and just, just trust him in the fire. And if you keep reading, um, if we keep going a little bit farther, it says, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And that's the thing, y'all. When we stand up against the enemy, when we stand up against um, what we stand for, what we believe against the evil, then the enemy's going to be angry. He's going to be furious and try to possibly test us even more. But we have to know that God is faithful. So this is what had happened. Nebuchadnezzar, he was full of fury. And even the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Have y'all ever seen that? I've seen that, y'all. It's crazy. When you stand up for something, you can see the countenance of a person change immediately. And that's when you know, you know that you know that you've done the right thing. Because the whole countenance, like you get... I don't I shouldn't say get to, but you sometimes get to see the manifestation of the evil in a person when you stand up against what they're doing. 
it's crazy because that's whenever you got to know and have the mindset and the realization that the word is true, what it says, that we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and wickedness in high places. And so when we ask God to remove the scales, to remove the spiritual blinders and allow us to see with spiritual eyes, then when you do stand up, then sometimes you'll see the manifestation of the evil in the person. And that just gives you the confirmation of what you truly are battling. It's not the flesh. So when people are speaking out against you or speaking out against your beliefs, know that it is a spirit, but that person is being controlled by an evil spirit. And when we know the battle that we're fighting, it really does help make all of this make sense because there's so much confusion and God is not the author of confusion. So we have to have our spiritual eyes open. And so I pray that y'all are seeking that, that y'all are seeking spiritual discernment now more than ever. And so it says that like his face was full of fury, his expression changed, and he spoke and commanded to to the people that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery, burning fiery furnace. And then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the people who threw them into the fire, the fire was so hot that it even burned them. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of man. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? He said, Didn't we throw three men in there bound? And I mean, look, they were bound in their coats, their turbans, their trousers. I mean, they were bound in all their other garments. They were bound and thrown into the fire. But when the king stands up astonished, he looks and says, I see four men loose that aren't bound. And they're just walking around in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt. And the fourth person that is with them is like the son of God. I mean, that's who our God is. That's, it's like Abraham and Isaac, you know, God testing Abraham with his son, Isaac, his only son, to take him up to the mountaintop and sacrifice him, like asking him, are you willing to do this? And I'm sorry, Isaac wasn't his only son. He has Ishmael's also. Sorry. But either way, asking him to sacrifice his son. Taking him up to the mountaintop. And Abraham trusted God to the very last minute. I was listening to a guy the other day, and I may have already mentioned this before, but it just spoke volumes. God's always going to provide a way out. When he freed the Israelites from Egypt, from Pharaoh, 
and they were leaving and running away, and they got to the peninsula of the Red Sea. They're surrounded by water on three sides, and they're, here comes Pharaoh's army, and they're like, I'm sure in a panic, but then God, at the right moment, at the last moment, splits the Red Sea. That's what God does for us. He's never early. He's never late. He's always right on time. And so we have to trust him until we see the answer. Trust him through the storm. We just have to trust him. Trust him in the fire. Trust him and know, but love him enough to be able to say that even if he doesn't save me. Even if he doesn't do what I want him to do, he is still good. He is still God and he is still in control. And right now, everybody's wanting to blame the devil for everything that's going on. And it's like the Lord keeps checking my spirit and quickening my spirit to stop looking at the devil and look at him. He is working y'all and he is building his church. He's, he, it's like he's building a new church. He's, when we were in Ecuador, God told my husband to wake the sleeping giants. And I think that's what's happening. I think the giants, the true giants are waking up. God is raising an army and out of the shadows, they're going to rise. And it's us, y'all, those who are truly seeking him and his kingdom will be loose in the fire and we'll be walking around with Jesus because he's going to be with us. And just remember, remember what those three Jewish boys said. If not, even if God does not save us, I know that he can. I know he can deliver us. I know he can save us. But even if he doesn't, thy will be done. God, can we say that? Thy will be done. No matter what, God, we want your will. No matter what it is, God. So many people are being challenged right now, Father. So many. So many different challenges. People I love are being challenged. But God, you are faithful. And you are true. And you are good. You're always good, God. Always good. I just pray, God, now for all of those that are facing their own tribulation, their own trial. That they would seek you first. God, I pray for eternal mindsets, for eternal perspectives, God. That we wouldn't see the temporary struggle, but we would have an eternal focus. God, that we would be focused on your kingdom because you are coming back. You are coming back, but God, you're not coming back like everyone expects. You're not coming back like we were taught, Father. You're coming back like a thief in the night. Jesus, you said that. I'm coming back as a thief in the night. Will we be ready? Are we going to be ready for your return? Will you find faith in the land? God, I pray that we are faithful. I pray that we endure till the end. You are so good and you have so many amazing things coming. Yes, trying times are coming. But God, the glory that you have awaiting those who trust you, 
is beyond all comprehension. And so I just pray, God, for your covering, your bubble of protection, your covering, your favor on your children. I pray for your favor. I pray, God, that we would see you in new miraculous ways. That we would shine bright for you, God. As the world gets darker, I pray that we would shine brighter. I pray that we would have your discernment. That we would be filled to overflowing with the power of your Holy Spirit, God. Jesus, we love you. And I, God, am so thankful to be alive for such a time as this. I pray, God, that your blessings would be upon each one listening your peace, and your comfort. Thank you for going before us and watching our back. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your name I pray.